Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to Hello, welcome to It's All Cobblers to me. Yes, we won the playoffs. Yes, everything has been really, really good. Yes, Posh is still bitter and twisted. Never mind though, eh? we've got a corker of a show for you coming up today. Um, It's a show that we recorded actually before the playoffs even began, before we even knew that the playoffs were going to take place. You've been waiting for it and I'm so glad to bring it to you now. Uh, This is an interview that we all did, myself, Danny, Chessie and Neil, together on Zoom we had, well, originally it was meant to be just with Jason Taylor, midfield maestro of the Chris Wilder era, and he brought along another guest who we weren't really expecting to show up. Um, but oh my, it made it a brilliant, brilliant interview. You're going to hear the interview not in its entirety, it has been edited, um, but there is still quite a lot of swearing. So if you do have kids in the car or in the room, wherever it is that you're listening to us, I, I would probably say just just turn it off and listen to it when you're on your own and nobody's going to tell you off for the language that f- these footballers use. At the end of the day, they're lads playing football. You kind of expect it, but it is a little bit often and uh, and loud at times as well um but look without any further ado we're going to get straight into it we're going to find out first of all how ryan cresswell and jason taylor came to sign for the cobblers here they are i knew chris wilder from uh, from a few years before i've played for him three times at three different clubs and he, he used to phone me up asking about other players and I, I just remember saying to him one of these days you'll phone up and ask for me again it was transfer deadline day. I was driving home from Fleetwood and he phoned me just saying, um, I want you to come down. We've had an injury on Saturday. Listen, I think we can really make a deal possible, but as such, get you in. Now, I thought I would go in on loan for the season. So I drove straight down, uh, down the M1 instead of getting off. I went straight to Northampton, met my agent there. And Chris just threw a three-year contract under my nose. 
and I thought I would go in on loan for a season. I thought I would lottery at the time in regards to a three-year contract for a player that didn't play that much season before. So I, I, obviously I signed. I was absolutely ecstatic with it. Uh, and that's pretty much how it come about. It was a last minute, literally. Like I said, deadline day, phone rings. You're going to Northampton, and I, I was buzzing. I remember I was just buzzing. Right. And that, that was that. that that's pretty, <laughs> sorry, there's not much more to it, but that, <laughs> that's it. Was it more because of uh, of Chris? Was that why you were so happy, well, or was it just the thought of stability for three years? It, both. Well, I didn't expect the stability until I walked in the office. Um, when I signed for Berry, when I left Sheffield at 20, Alan Neal were a manager and Chris Wilder were his assistant. And uh, obviously, this time, it, roles were flipped. Uh, so I knew exactly what I was walking into. I knew what the sessions were like. I knew what they expected from me on match day. But they knew me as a lad and I knew them as, as coaches uh, and managers. It was weird at start because I used to call the Nilly Gaffer and Chris Chris. How, was, how yeah. was that different in terms of like the way that it, Nilly was the manager of the first time around, then you, you kind of, I, I think of a manager a bit like maybe Sir Alex Ferguson type, just stands there and watches the coaches get on with the actual training. Uh, Chris will like that a little bit. I suppose Jay will back me up. If we had an 11 v 11, Nilly would be the, the referee and he'd take it and Chris would watch it. But if the 11 v 11 weren't at a standard and we saw Chris walking, we saw the gaffer walking down the, <laughs> walking down the steps we knew we were in for a round of fucks didn't we <laughs> and he'd walk into the pitch he'd go everybody in everybody you know walking sheepishly like because when an 11 v 11 starts it's a bit passive and it's a little bit it's a bit slow in tackles and not really well J-Ball just a monster he tackles he tackles sending a phone box in like it was just it was just and we get around the folks, it make us run around the pitch, and then the next 10 15 minutes of 11 v 11 would be, it'd be full on. I'm talking, them 11 v 11s would be harder than the Saturdays. It'd be tackles are going in, J Ball screaming at me, stop camping out at your box, God, stop camping out at your box. And I'd be like, J fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then we have to go home and live together. And I'd be like, I'd be sheepish me, I'd be like, this, this will probably come out further down. I'd be like, Jay, what are we having for tea? <laughs> 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 got, his classic return would be, I made us some salmon on some rice and I put a bit of veggie and spinach around it for you. I'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, that's quite funny because we were, we were talking to uh, Rico last week and he was talking about how when, uh, when Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank took over at the Cobblers, yeah. he came in and uh, the, the, the post-match food was like pizzas or, you know, sort of yeah. like chicken yeah. and stuff. And, and Jimmy just wasn't having any of that, apparently. And the next game, he turned around the first game in charge, he said, no, you're not eating any of that. And the next game, it was all like plain boiled chicken and rice Shit. and nothing good. What would a rule for our house after a match? Pretty much eat what we want. <laughs> Chocolate. It was, Chris, get that full pizza in your car now. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd have like a stacker of pizzas from Domino's. What Domino's that we have? Yeah, Domino's we used to get. So we'd, have, we'd, have, we'd get Domino's and there'd be a stack coming change there'd be like 10 Domino's and then there'd be chicken and all that and everything. So I'd like, straight away, I'd whack full pepperoni I'd be, I'd be my kit me, I'd get pepperoni, I'd, run, I'd go and hide it in physio room or something. So we've got You'd have a pepperoni got... before we'd left the ground, you fat. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hard work getting involved, mate. I used to have to fill the set back up. <laughs> so we'd, so we'd, we'd literally... Oh, Jay, Jay, tell him what your treat is. Chocolate. Do you I've know Jay, he would not have his tea on an evening if he wanted a bar of chocolate. He'd just have a full bar of chocolate. I'm talking one of these ones. He'd have a full bar of chocolate, a glass of milk, and that'd be tea. I'd have no tea that night. Perfect. I'd be like, I still do that. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like Jim, we'll have, have a bar of chocolate after his tea. No, no, he'd come in with his slab. <laughs> oh, like, oh. To be fair, that, that, that's the difference between us and athletes. 
we'd have tea and then have that chocolate. Yeah, that's well, I would. I, I would. <laughs> so Jay, Jay you used to look after me. <laughs> so Jay, you joined the club what six months later? Uh, yeah, it was early January, I think it was at the time. I was just sorting out my contract, terminating my contract to Cheltenham. I was in the process of doing that. Then I was on my driving back to Manchester and uh, Nilly had called me. I dealt with Nilly previously. Uh, he tried to sign me at Berra uh, back in the day. Then they just called me and just said, obviously, they weren't doing too great at the time. When I think when I signed, like, I think they were just above a relegation zone, was it? All right, Jay. Uh, <laughs> Save you. Didn't want to say that, but... <laughs> uh, then they just... I, I signed a deal till the end of the season, then obviously it, it went from there kind of thing. They obviously liked what they saw and they ended up signing in that summer permanently. So you were already having your contract with Cheltenham terminated before you even knew about the interest? Uh, yeah, I've sort of been in the process of terminating it, get uh, obviously sorting everything out. Then obviously they got Liar, like, uh, you were tapped up. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I literally, I was just driving on. Then I ended up getting it all sorted. I was uh, down at the stadium, signed till the end of the season. How, how does that work? Did you have something in mind that you were doing, or was it just the case you wanted to get out of your contract and just uh, make make yourself a free agent kind of thing? I weren't in the manager's plans that had come in. It made that plain to me and obvious. So, obviously, I was just waiting until January come around then. Obviously, you're going to try and get yourself a club sorted because you want to obviously be playing football. So, were you as excited to come to Northampton as Cressy obviously was? I was just buzzing, obviously, to come to... <laughs> to come to uh, obviously, I knew what Nilly was about because I, I know a lot of lads that I played for him. So, I was just happy to come in, obviously, get back playing then. Obviously, it all went from there. and There's some great lads when I signed. I I think I signed similar time to Holmesy and Maloney, was it? Yeah, Maybe just, yeah, be, so just before then. Yeah, there were five of you came in in that, in that January. So there was you, yeah. Holmesy, Byram, um, Maloney, and Tom Newey came in as well. That was the oh, five Tom. of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten they, him they, as well, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> we, us I did, I did not say that. that. <laughs> Me, me, Jamo, and uh, Tom, we played together at Rotherham as well. We we'll go uh, everywhere together, Chris. We're, we're, all, we're, we're just going as a pair. So was that what it was then, Ryan? Was it was it you telling Chris? Or... That, well, they, if, if they uh, asked um, and what have you about a player or what do you think of him, if he asked me about Jay, I'd have been like, get him in. He's, he is exactly what he says on the tin. He'll win your ball back. He'll, he'll, he'll cut play up. He's an horrible, he's an horrible man to play against. Uh, I'd rather have him beside than against me every day of the week. Um, oh, yeah, I would. I know, Jay, you know, I love you. So we, uh, I was buzzing to be fair when the, and when Tom came as well, Tom Newick, because he's he's a no nonsense, he's an hard man as well. Like to be fair, so and that's what that's what Chris and Alan did really well. The the, the signed players that that fitted the mould for the club, and it all just. We all just clicked into place, like I said. There were there were six or seven of us in a group every day. For a, we trained together, go for a coffee together, me and Jay would go home together. It, yeah, it was. It was good. I'll, we knew we knew things were going like to Mate, honestly, you you've been my wife for about three four years, haven't you? There's only one you thing are. I didn't do for you. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I went through like a train. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. So when when you guys got into the club, I, we'll we'll skip over the the first half of that season if you don't mind, Chris, because we were rubbish. Yeah, definitely. but um, you know, if we if we go to that, you know, we we've heard before about how essentially you know Chris was quite close to almost being getting the sack um, at one point, um, or at least it maybe felt like that. Um, we we never felt that as players. Did you not? No, no, never. Not even at Tranmere or the day before Tranmere. No, the, the way that the way that they worked and the way that it went bred in us in training, it, it weren't whatever was going off behind the scenes. We knew that the chairman at the time, the club, and, and everything were were up in the air. So I don't think we never felt his job were a threat. Um, it was down to us to turn it around, and he he believed in us and we believed in him. So that's 
it goes on to show that obviously because of the success but he ran away Don't, I, listen I know that he had, he won't, there were pressure but there's always pressure but he, ne he never showed any signs of any pressure ever is that is that a massive difference to other managers you've played for? I want to say yeah because when I was at Rotherham and the manager a manager was under pressure, fans were at him, players were questioning like what we're doing here, why is he playing in this position? Did it? And then one day he came in and he took us all to the dog tracks and when he trained, he just completely mixed it up. He said, "Lads, everybody, we're gonna," and we knew then that. He's trying to get everybody on side and then and lo and behold, weeks later, he got the sack. And we knew it was coming then. With Chris, it was training ground, work hard. This is what we're doing. Phase of play, 11 v 11. Play for the shirt, work for the shirt. Match day Saturday. Nothing ever changed. No, no. oh, lads, listen, we've got to be a bit more defensive. We've got to be a bit more... De no, never. It was the plan what a plan to win. And... Uh, that's why we believed that he weren't under pressure because he never showed any pressure. Did he do? Any, did he do anything to change it though? Apart from obviously bringing in those five signings in January, was there? The fact. No, there's no other reason. There's no other explanation other than the five players he brought in were massive. Honestly, they were. They were the game changer for the club. The mentality in the changing room changed. Um, the. the just the, the fine detail of getting Bren, Bren, getting Bren, Brenner's, Bren Maloney that season, what, oh, gee, what it, it was unbelievable. Him and Olmsey came in. Him and Olmsey came in and it was like, we have got two players here for this standard. And they just, he used to give ball to Bren and say, right, just go and run down there. Pitch, go run down there, and he just crazy run past legs. five or six of them. <laughs> crazy legs, we used to call him crazy legs. He'd run past four <laughs> balls, and then it was, and then it was a matter of if we were in shit, just get it over it because he'll just score a will be. <laughs> and that is that is literally that was his game plan don't concede and get it over it. <laughs> to be fair, it worked, so I mean, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> Has he paid you to say yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah? He said yeah. it himself. He, he, he gets me tickets <laughs> to Sheffield yeah, games. Did. Did. I know. You don't half keep people to eat you. Oi, oi, he gets me tickets for Sheffield games. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys still keep in touch with? I know, I know. Most of the team keeps in touch, but I mean, do you guys still keep in touch with Chris and, and Nilly and and Matt as well? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do personally. I've I've spoken to him on a few occasions. I've been over to the, I went over to the training ground the other year to see him. All. Uh, I've met him. They are top top blokes. Like <clears throat> all of them, even Matt coming. Matt was really good and obviously just complimented what they did at the time and. Yeah. I can't. He were, he were, he were a signing manager. <laughs> and he was good on a drink as well, weren't he? Oh, God, oh I don't know. He weren't good at drinking. <laughs> his actions after the his actions after the drink were. Uh, yeah. yeah, I still speak. I still am in contact. Uh, I went up to training ground this season uh, to get to get some tickets and a signed shirt for a, a charity event for a raffle. Jay knows I'm. I'm such you a, told me they were for you. Oh, I'm such a whore <laughs> <laughs> with, with the old managers and players and what have you. But um, I just sat and had a chat with Obzi for an hour, speaking to Matt. Nearly we're doing uh, video analysis for the players. It's like Jay, I can only second what he says, the top, top man. Uh, I just wish you'd have took me and Jay to Chef, you're in the League One. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, Rick, Ricky told us the only reason that he left now. was to go to Charlton with Chris. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then Chris, the rest of Chris changed his mind last minute and got the Sheffield job. Yeah. So, yeah. um... Omsi can't be complaining now, though, can he? <laughs> Come on, God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's only like that I know that has 48 weeks a year off and gets paid <laughs> shit loads. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> he? He gets paid shit loads for doing a lot of shit all. Doesn't it? Uh, their players in Premier League must must see Holmesy walking and go, he's here again, he's fucking Robin the Lewin. Uh, but he's not Robin the Lewin at League Two like me and you, Jay. What? 
<laughs> thinking, is he ever going to fuck off here? <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know. It's coming in. It's like, lads, all right. No, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. <laughs> Did it? Nah, he's a good lad, aren't he? Oh, dear. I mean, to be, to be fair, he, he was quite... Because I, I said to him, obviously, he sat... Oh, and not even sat on the bench, is he? In fairness, but you know, he sat on the medical table most of the most of the season and whatever. Does he not feel like, you know, like like you said? I know you're joking around saying he's robbing a living kind of thing, but as footballers, you want to play, yeah. and obviously that's exactly what he wants to do as well. Well, well um, a bit serious, yeah. Sorry, go on. Go on. No, no, no. I was, I was just going to say, obviously, that there's been times when when both of you have been out of the side for whatever reason, injury, or you know, just being dropped or whatever. I mean. When you're in a team that's winning and doing really well, like you were in 15-16, did you care as much, do you think, as when, you know, the team's not either doing very well or it's just kind of a bit average? Does it, does it change your perception of it when you're, when you're out of the team? Uh, for me, it doesn't change your perception. Uh, I think, obviously, you, you just can't go to the manager if the team's winning you know, regular and playing well, you can't really have a case to argue, well, why am I not playing kind of thing. So if the team's doing well, you've just got to bide your time, really. Obviously, you will get a chance eventually. And when you do, you've got to take your chance kind of thing. Because when we were there, the squad the squad depth was unbelievable. Like, any time there was an injury, suspension, someone weren't playing well, there was always someone to come on to produce the goods. Or, and it was relentless that season. Yeah. Yeah, to be, to be fair, I mean, I know I joked earlier and said I couldn't remember Tom Newey playing for us, but that, that was actually the case, you know. But when you look back and you go back and look at the whole squad, the whole amount of players that was there, compared to most teams now, we, we had about, what, at least an extra 50% of players. That, Like you say, the depth was incredible. There were just players, what, two for every position at least? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 there was, weren't there? Yeah, I mean, we didn't have many injuries. I mean, only the, Brennan uh, Ormsy uh, picked up a couple of injuries. Uh, but other than that, the training ground were full every day for the players. So, which is why we had 11 v 11s quite often. Um, but, but again, the, the strength in depth was a joke because you could be in a, if we had, a, we had an 11 v 11. No matter which eleven you, you looked at, you could have put you could have put it out in the league, and and been successful. I mean, do you think that that maybe the fact that there were so many of you actually was part of the reason why you were all so close? You kind of had to get to know everybody. You, you know, I, I don't know when I, when I've been in jobs and there's been loads of people, then you end up normally having little cliques, you know, little groups of about five or six people, but. With you guys, I mean, I know that like you guys live together, then there'll have been other guys that were living together in, in an apartment or wherever. But it feels like that team, a little bit like it does this season under Keith Curl, it feels like the whole squad we, is just We'd together. smash that team. We'd smash that team. <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen, right. hands down, hands down, that team that's there now, credit where credit's due the flying, but that, that team that we have, honestly, it... That I'm saying I'm, it was the best. It, it, it was the group of players. We used to go for coffees together. We'd go back home, me and Jabo, and then we'd meet up. We, used, we all had cinema cards, didn't we? Yeah. For a crossroad. A crossroad. And we just, every day, we'd just watch shit and just eat popcorn. And Adams, <laughs> Nicky Adams, we haven't mentioned him yet. What an horrible little man he is. We'll get to him. Uh, we'll get to him. He's got his own section. Uh, we'll get to him. But, <laughs> It'd like if I'd be eating my popcorn, like being quiet, and it just all <laughs> <laughs> cinema, old cinema, and no, I've got no popcorn left because it'd be fucking everywhere. <laughs> They'd be like digging of it, so all right. we were we were just we were mates off the pitch, and there's not many football clubs like that. You get when you finish training, you get showered, you have your lunch, you do your session, and then you go on. We us, I don't know if it's because we come from further afield or, or what, but we we. We spent more hours, in fact, sort of fact, we spent more hours in Starbucks than we did on training ground. <laughs> didn't we? We did. 
can tell by your weight, right? <laughs> Oi, this last time I fit in a medium shirt was in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to have to tell, tell us why you've got that shirt, Ryan. Well, actually, I don't know how or what, but J-Bo is my little sister's favourite player of all time. And uh, after a game, J-Bo, nice enough, uh, I, I said to him, listen, my sister's a massive fan, da, da, da. he just threw his shirt. I said, fuck off, you get her. <laughs> so we walked, we walked out and uh, this is the shirt that you get her after a match in car park. So I've come round, I've come round to my mum's. List, by the way, I'm at my mum's because our lasses kicked me out because my little daughter, who's 10 months old, she's in bed and she said, Don't think you're shouting. I said, Well, I'm not sitting in car. Well, that's so why I'm in the back room, lad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to wait the baby up, lad. Mate, you wet, you wet the baby up and your missus turns into a dragon. Jesus. I can't say that too loud here. But <laughs> <laughs> she's not here. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we, we should point out, in fairness, because most people won't be watching this. They'll just be listening to it. So so Ryan is currently dressed in a 2015-16 away shirt um, that has Taylor 21 on the back, which he is wearing take the a, back the wrong way around. Already done. Oh, already done. Don't already worry. Done. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you took a screenshot, I'll take this shit player off. <laughs> oh, dear. Whatever happened to Dominic Calvin Lewin? <laughs> he, he wouldn't fit in that shirt anymore. <laughs> oh, you don't know. You're not wrong. Don't worry, Jay. I still love you. There's another one, Chris, who keeps close. I bet you've been going Everton, haven't you, as well, Chris? Hey, I'm a season ticket holder at Everton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, I, I just love the fact that you, when you, obviously, we're, we're doing this on Zoom so we can all see each other. Uh, and, and, and lucky for, for Jason and Ryan, to be fair, to see us a lot. But Ryan Speak came to yourself, on. Charles. Well, you know. <laughs> I thought I'd dig myself in the hole before you did. That was all. <laughs> oh, like Rico did when he launched into your child. Yeah, Rico completely <laughs> launched into me. Yeah, I hadn't done my research apparently because I didn't know his career better than he did. Yeah, there's, there's no airs and graces with Rico. No, I've noticed that. I found that out. <laughs> Very quickly. Although, although Rico is the most vainest man I've ever shared a changing room with. Really? He's the only player. Is the only player that I've ever seen bring an air dryer. <laughs> he lives around the corner as well. Yeah, he used to, he'd have air dryer and a brush. And he'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, "What are you doing?" He'd be like, "What? I'm going home." Are you dreaming? Hold <laughs> 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 on a minute here. At least he gives you, he gives you time to grab the pizza, though, right? Dude, not wrong. Yeah. Not wrong. <laughs> I don't know how I fit in this shirt. To be honest, it's quite baggy. I'm slim. <laughs> you, you trimmed down? It's what? I've trimmed down, mate, yeah. Have you trimmed down? Lockdown been good to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to put this up the way. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Don't get that derby out. As soon as I heard him say he's taking screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh dear. So, so what have you guys been up to since since you left Northampton? Go on, go on, I'll let you go. Uh, well, obviously, when I left Northampton, I signed for Eastleigh. Obviously, along with Ryan again. Ryan's big, big money. Big money at Eastleigh. I got him in. If Ryan there got me in again, another two-year deal. Thank you. I have to take my <laughs> chef everywhere I go. Honestly, chef, cleaner, cook. Oh, you name, the, you name it. Let, Jay, I'm going to have to tell him quickly. Don't Jay be... Boy's got OCD. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I'd be like, he'd be like, oh, Ryan, uh, I've changed your bedding, I've stripped it, washed it, and put it back on. Stout. I'd be eating my tea that he's just brought me out, so I'd be eating it like this. He'd be like, look after you. He'd be running over under the leg. <laughs> honestly, well, like, I'm spilling a little bit. Like, he'd be hoovering up. I'd be like, Jay, just have a minute. Don't be slagging the Dyson off, yeah. lad. 
Yeah, so I uh, then I ended up leaving Eastleigh, I think it was, not last season, season before. I left in the January, then signed, uh, filed till the end of the season. Obviously, I think then I'd sort of made a decision. I'd had enough travelling by this point. <laughs> obviously, I've, I've, I've lived away quite a lot, obviously, being a Northern lad. Uh, then I was a agent in that summer. Then I ended up signing for Barrow, which Barrow's still quite far away. But lucky enough, they train in Manchester. So it's literally a 20-minute drive for me. Perfect. Then obviously, I'm, I'm still at Barrow currently now, so, yeah. Hello, it's Danny here, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to It's All Cobblers to Me and to tell you how you can help support the podcast. Every week, I badger Charles to play Name That Bench every single time or to talk about Sam Hoskins' goal at Tramier for the whole hour, meaning editing is a lot more challenging than squeezing Richard Hope into an all-time Cobblers 11. That's why we set up our own Patreon page. For just five US dollars a month, that's around four quid, you'll help to keep the podcast going and get your very own thank you jingle. So if you enjoy what we do and want to support us, head on over to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Now, back to the pod. We did actually have a question for, for you, Jason, on, on uh, Twitter earlier. Um, I think it was uh, Mike Fuller, one of our regular listeners. He asked if you, did you make a conscious decision to not score goals in case we came on the pitch? <laughs> I just, I just didn't get anywhere close. If Taylor scores, if Taylor scores, I'd be like that. There's a fucking door chance that you're coming up pitch tonight, fellas. <laughs> hey, oh, by the way, ball. tell us about that wildy you scored. What about that? What about that wildy that you popped out? Mate, I know we got two that Surely season. I got one. Remember that? It was in football that season. Yeah, it was a great strike, wasn't it? Oh, wow. it was it? Yeah. No, I got one at home to off it Victoria. I didn't even have the ball. I just <laughs> went off with my finger up. I got it. <laughs> I got dragged. I'm back. Jane, remember, that was an highlight of my career, that I got dragged by Chris. Do you remember? <laughs> we're making a sub and I'm thinking, Andrew's coming off here. Number six. Oh, for fuck's sake. So, uh, <laughs> Anyway, I come off, we were losing 2-1, we won 3-2, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, it's, to be fair, I mean, it's just great to to hear that you're all having, you know, you're having a laugh here. It, it, that changing room must have been diabolical for the amount of banter <laughs> that was going on by the sound of it. When Jojo O'Toole used to walk through that door every morning... <laughs> It was like a comedy set. Everybody would look at me as though to say, Crest Squad, please, please. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'd be like, Nan? Nan? <laughs> Nan? <laughs> you what? You're doing a bit of knitting? Yeah. Could, could you knit me a triple XL jumper, please? In beige. I know, no, I'm maroon. A, I know, I know, I want it really, really big. Yeah, it's for John Joe. He's just coming <laughs> one now. And honestly, Jay, didn't he? He stuck what about here. them? Uh, what about them pants he had? The ones that were the poppers. Were they the, the ones? Oh, that he was, we've were, heard were they about the one, these. I think we've heard were about they the these. Ones that we? He were in Brighton with. Come out of a nightclub. It must yeah, be about yeah, one yeah. o'clock in the morning. John Joe's walking down the street with Evan Harwood with a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> John Joe's got these these red bottoms on that rip all the way up to the top, and like a rab scene. I did that swimmer. <laughs> walking down it <laughs> honestly it was fucking horrendous oh Wilder says to us on that trip he says he says lads you could have a night out end of the week you've worked hard etc don't take the piss be in by two o'clock one o'clock whatever it was might be twelve o'clock and we were rolling out at one we're thinking shit it's one o'clock we've got to get back so we're all getting back sneaking I used to room with Jay and I'm thinking where the fuck is he so we've all gone down for breakfast the next morning. I'm thinking, Jay, please be all right. Like, please be. He comes strolling into breakfast from the night before, like <laughs> stinking her ale like, <laughs> in his gear. All right, lads, come and sat down and had some breakfast with you. 
<laughs> oh, you thought I forgot about that, did you? <laughs> you didn't expect that one. Uh, forgot you was my believe it. The lads could believe it. Did you get dropped? <laughs> I don't think they ever do. What a trip that Brighton pre-season was. <laughs> We'd be on the scene front, wouldn't we? In a shisha bar or something, wouldn't it? Is that we Mate, what about we had a I game? So. I think on the Tuesday night, wasn't it? Then Chris pauses after the game. He says, "Right, go and have a couple of pints if you want tonight." So a few lads are not drinking. I don't think you remember this. So we're going like walkabout. Crazy gets Lara, gets a bit camp as well. Like after he's had a few drinks, <laughs> six foot five, he's hundred kilogram. He's got his top round the air, dancing <laughs> in the middle of this nightclub. <laughs> Oh, How I late, Pete, way too How soon. Oh, back door, 20-inch kebab. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff in you. Oh, I forgot about that. Fucking hell. Yeah, I've not. That one quality, that. Adam, it was Adam's enticing me on. Fucking go on, Chris, take it off. Take it off. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it all this for that. <laughs> I'm a big mover. Oh dear. So we'll have to ask you about the rice pudding, I think, Chris. That, that's probably the next place to go if we're going about all of this sort of stuff. <laughs> well, we were, uh, we were away, weren't we, Jay? We were playing an away game. And uh, we'd been at so Adams at the time. We were having a tough time with his ex missus. And uh, she, I think she were on at him. And I'm saying, oh, you are getting bullied and you're doing the dirt. And we were hammering all the way down on the coach. I'm going, mate, grow a pair. You're getting absolutely bitched. Anyway, he, uh, we get to the hotel and he's took some flack all day. Like, and uh, so he's gone up to the rice. But I'm, never, I'm on a different table to him. And not, you know, these lot are like him, J-Mo, uh, J-Mo, Rico, Olsey. They're all going, go on, go on. Go, just get him, get him. They're not at you. Right, we'll not get you, not get you. So he's got to put his hand in the rice pudding and he's burnt his hand, it's that hot. So he's got to put his, got the ice cubes out of the jug and then got the rice pudding, thinking that that's not going to make it, oh yeah, that's going to work. Anyway, and he's just gone, bang, and dashed it on the head in the middle of the restaurant and it's gone everywhere. I'm burning up, like it is red hot. So I'm like, I've jumped up, all the lads are crying, laughing, and I've chased him. And as I'm chasing him down the corridors of the hotel, it's like winding about. I've like I've tripped up on one of the corners and I've got <laughs> and I'm like and I'm face planted carpet in the corridor. Well, Nicky didn't know whether to come back. He didn't know whether to come back or whether to fuck off to his room. <laughs> he's come back. He's come back crying, laughing, give me a love and that. And I'm like, you little bastard. But the reason he did that, it was was it the week before, Jay? Well, we've got the story, haven't we? We've got the story. Um, Go on, you tell it. You tell it. Tell them why he dashed me. Tell them why he dashed me. I don't know whether this is a... How could we put this? I'd just tell it as it is. is. So I think think Nicky, old treasure, was it about 20 quid? He bought some candles off me and never paid. Yeah, yeah, I remember you selling them... uh, I used to sell everything out of the book of the (laughs) <laughs> them knock off Yankee candles that turn your ceiling purple <laughs> them ones fucking hell them ones every year around Christmas time my mate's got a load I used to take them he built a car and said to the lads come and get come and get some candles for your for Christmas presents and Nicky took some and he never paid me <laughs> so 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 he owed you 20 quid dinner yeah and I think it was a, we had an away trip didn't we on the Friday so we'd all just finished we'd all just finished eating we're all a bit daft, really. There's tons of us just egging each other on. And for, for, I don't know. How did it come about? Well, at the time, just, just another thing. We weren't getting paid. Or we were getting paid late. So, like, but the morale in that dressing room, we just we just helped each other. Like, we we got through it. And uh, so, Nicky owes me 20 quid. I says, nah, then. And we're arguing across tables. He said, I'm not giving it you. They were shit. I says, listen, it's not my fault. You bought them. Anyway, it gets a bit crude, this. So, please, like, take it as it is. <laughs> so, so, I says, right. You might I, said, I, said, I, said, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, put my dick in your mouth. I'll let you off. <laughs> <laughs> right. He went, Chris, fuck off. Don't make me do that. 
I said, come on. I said, honestly, I said, right, lads, no phones, no videoing. If he puts me dick in his mouth here now, I'll let him off for 20 quid. He went, oh, lads are going, nah, he's not going to do it. Nicky's gone. Get it out. <laughs> so we've waited. We've waited while the waiters and the staff from the hotel have left the room. And I've stood on the chair. And just as he's going to do it, obviously he's going to do the quick kind of thing. So just as he's going to do it, I grab hold of his head. Was that a good representation, that, Chris? (laughs) 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 So, so, all the lads are gipping. All the lads are gipping. Mm -hmm. Can't believe you've done that. I'm crying. I think it's the best 20 quid I've ever spent in my life. (laughs) This story will go forever. Anyway, the next day... uh, Nilly and uh, Nilly and Chris got wind of it, and uh, they weren't too impressed with her. They were pretty disgusted. <laughs> can, can you blame them? It was honest? funny though. But but we won. We won Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Thank God it wasn't the celebration as well. So we did that every weekend then. <laughs> <laughs> What did they say to you when you got, when they when they called you? Did they call you both at the same time, or? Oh no! It, this one just did uh, uh, training. He went, "You did what?" I was in the training. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did what? He yeah. went, 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 "Well, I owed him twenty quid, and he's been doing me heading." <laughs> yeah. no, we didn't get a bollocking for it. They just they, it was frowned upon. It was like, so, uh, so is that the real reason I mean, that Nicky was having problems with his mission? So, so that's the reason he dashed me with a rice pudding the week after because he wanted to get me back. But, so, at my, uh, uh, you know, you know John Parkin? Yeah. The beast, yeah. So, at my wedding, uh, Nicky's come over, and John's had a few drinks, and John's at the bar. And uh, John's gone, that's Adams, in it? I says, yeah, that's him. He went, right, get him over here. So, I've got Adams across. John's at the bar, he's got his trousers down, and he's just got 20 quid. He's just got 20 <laughs> quid out like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody's laughing, and, J- and uh, Nicky goes, "I'm not putting it in my mouth. I'll wank you off." <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just funny. It was, just, it was, you know, like it's just good crack. We used to, we, every day was something new, weren't it, Jay? Laugh a day it was, really. Laugh a day. So if we uh, if we go through to actually that season, and I suppose really the second half of that season, so. The payment and everything has all been sorted out, and you're starting to win games. I think. Did we go top after we beat Plymouth around about Christmas time? I got then... dropped for that game. <laughs> <laughs> Away at Plymouth, over. and I come, I come on as a sub. Was it ever in doubt from from your perspective, being in amongst it? I don't think we 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 thought that far ahead. I just thought we just thought they never let us get past the next game. They, it were, it were all about the next game and then it weren't until we won five on bounds six on bounds seven on bounds it weren't or something like that do you know what I mean it weren't until hold on a minute we've got a good we've got a good team a good squad like and belief kicked in and then <laughs> once we'd won the league or once we got promoted and won the league as such the, the, the bus was rocking before before games we got up to some stuff before games we knew we could only beat ourselves. And that, that mentality from the players that we had is dangerous. Dangerous for the opposition, <laughs> basically. And it was, and again, I know it's a joke and it is funny. And get the ball to Wormsy in the final third. Because if he didn't score, Rico scored. And if Rico did score and Brent crossed it, JJ scored, didn't he? JJ bagged the field that, that season. And it was... It, it was Pretty simple as that. We had players that could score goals, and we were we, we were uh, we were dangerous against teams. How how do you guys rank that that squad that team? The best compared to yeah. all the other teams you've played with. The best. Yeah. It's the it's the only it's the only we've got a group WhatsApp. There's what seven or eight of us, Jay. Yeah. Um, we we we've had messages yeah, today. We, we've, we've had we talk all the, that group that group is the best group of players I've played with because we all we all just we were mates 
and we were idiots and we did everything together. If we went for a pistol on a Tuesday, it were it were all of us. If we if we did something serious, if we were doing extra gym sessions or whatever, it were all of us. There were never there were no divide. It was just it would yeah. For me, it was the most enjoyable time, and it was the best group of lads that that that, that, that I've played with. From the outside, it looked it looked like because you weren't being paid, that brought you together. But talking to you and all of you, actually, it sounds like that was actually in place before all that kicked off anyway. So was it just something that was just there anyway? And it just so happened that all the, all the background stuff happened and you were all in a, that together was there from the start, basically. And I think a lot, a lot of that obviously goes down to the recruitment side from obviously Chris, Alan, all the backroom staff, whoever's recruiting the scouts, obviously they've done their work behind the scenes on players, obviously brought the type of player, the type of characters they want out of the club and for, for what they want. And I, I think that helped massively, like massive characters for that, for that dressing room. And if I was to describe well, them, we're all, we're all at good age. We're, we're, we're all at good age. Don't be, don't be anybody get away with all it. as men. No. Like there'd be arguments daily, wouldn't they? If, you know, the standards they set daily was always the highest possible. And obviously, if them standards weren't reached, lads were digging each other out. There'd be an arguments daily, but you'd have an argument. Me and Chris, we'd argue most most days, wouldn't we? But then yeah, we'd be laughing and joking when we go back in after training. Yeah. Me and Rico had some battles on that training ground, and it be, we'd knock 10 bells of shit out of each other. And it's just that was that the bar that was set from the off. And... Uh, it's stuck. It's stuck. That mentality stuck. Sometimes when you've had a good start and teams pit her off, this did pit her off because the lads didn't let it. Going back to getting paid, that group of players wouldn't let one player sulk in corners. We like we 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 got it going. We, no, whether it be a gym session and we'd be joking about, but we did. We did listen. I know we we said we pissed about, we fucked about, we did stupid stuff, but we did every session serious, didn't we, Jay? Right. Yeah, we worked hard, very hard. <laughs> to be fair, though, I mean, you, you know, you kind of, it sounds like essentially you earned the right to have that, that banter, that, that camaraderie, that, that laughing and joking around because of the fact that you were working so hard. If you hadn't been working and that had been going on, I imagine Wilder and Neil would have just put a stop to it. Oh, no, they, they would not have been happy at all, would they? Or... No chance. Well, the season before... The season before, if if you had a laugh and a joke, you, you didn't earn it. You you didn't earn the right to fuck about. You didn't earn the right. One story, John Joe has come in in this fucking Inspector Gadget. Cool. Like, and he found Jay on the college. So I said to Jay, I said, Jay, just tell Nilly I'm, I'm coming out. Because when you're walking out, they're counting the heads and the nose what and the added the bibs out for the for the session. I've gone lock jammer. So just tell Nilly I'm running out after. So he gets all the lads in and they all set off for the warm-up. And I've come belting out in John Joe's fucking trench coat, running around training. JJ is fuming. He's chasing after me on the pitch. Anyway, I've took it off and I put it down. He meant me take it back to the changing rooms and put it back in his put locker. It in. And, then I, and, then I, and then I had to go back and join session. And that's when I got a bollocking because I had to I had to go back to the changing rooms to take his coat because he wouldn't let me leave it on grass. But we earned the right to be like that. And the session was set at a standard that you could get away with things like that. Whereas the season before, like you said, when we were struggling or things aren't going to plan and X, Y, and Z, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have dreamt to running out in this court. There was or, a time or, and a place, weren't there? And I think, obviously, yeah. we, we didn't cross that line as a group, obviously, because we knew, obviously, the respect and obviously we knew the management would come down on us, so... Obviously, we, we all looked after that art, like ourselves. It was a well-managed group between, obviously, all the lads and that. So, so I, I know Ryan's got his medal because he he had it on <laughs> as he joined the call. Where, where do you guys keep it? You know, people talk say, about like Oscars are in the. Uh, oh, there you go. So framed, looking good. Why is yours not in a the frame, then, Ryan? Because we're both. I'll tell you, you why. You're a tight bastard, mate. <laughs> 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 I 
No, what it is is my mum's got all my medals and uh, in fact, just want to say, you're not sold enough candles. I'm in my mum's now, aren't I? Obviously, which is why I can show you. My mum's got all my, all my medals and my shirts and my trophies. That is the actual medal for winning the league. That's the medal for winning the league. Um, did, I will you... eventually get a ball framed. It's just because they're all here and they're all in one place. I, I won't lose them. So is that what you got given on the day of the trophy presentation or is that the one that was around your neck and that came separate? No, this, this come... Um, we got this when we did the trophy presentation. Yeah. Fuck, there was a story behind that, but we're not going to So we got this uh, on the day of the trophy and then this come through... I think they send you this, don't they? And then we got that given to us at the um, ceremony. At the, pre- at the, the fans thing, didn't we? Yeah, the presentation even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, got, we got this at the end of the day. Be worth a bit now. I think that's real gold, Chris. Fucking, I'm straight down, Paul Brokers. Now we're in this fucking COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of that season, both of you guys left, um, went to Eastleigh. I mean, was that some? Was that because of of Wilder and Neil living leaving, or was that? Just... Yeah, because fucking asshole coming into cover. Say it as it is, basically. Finally, somebody said we were waiting for someone to say that. I don't get it. If a team's got promoted, we're such a good squad. I'm trying my best to keep every single player at the club. Listen, you are never going to keep Holmesy. Never. Because mm. he earned the right to go and get a, a move to a good club. But everybody else, we all believe that we could have gone again. Or we could have, do you know, like, take the momentum and and just see, had a couple here and there. It was on the club war, tightening up on a budget, wanting to to let the let the lads with character in the chain. He used to hate me on the training ground. He would never say it. He used to ask me daily, have you, have you spoke to a club? Have you got this? Have you got that? And I was speaking, I was speaking to clubs, and I was like, yeah, but no one's given me the offer that I've got here. I said, I've got a year left. I'm not going anywhere. And they were like, oh, look, you're not going to play games here. And, and I said, no matter, I've got a year's contract. I'll see you tomorrow. And it weren't until Eastley come in and, as you said, they were throwing, they're throwing stupid money at me and Jay and we, we couldn't say no. It, that was Talk the for yourself, lad. <laughs> it weren't the reason. It weren't, it weren't, that weren't the reason. The reason was, he meant, they meant just feel so unwanted and you can only take so much in a workplace not being wanted, regardless of anything. Um, and I spoke to a few clubs, me, and, and I would have that I would have joined in the league and a, a bit, the biggest club in the league I, I, I will go into. But Eastley offered me a three-year contract, X, Y, Z. Um, they offered me a place to live, and I ain't living nowhere we had here. So as soon as I went in, they were like, we need a midfielder. I said, Jason Taylor's available, Northampton. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said Jay, I said, Jay, get ready for your phone to ring. They're going to phone you. Two, three days later, it's like, man, we need to look for an apartment. We're moving in together. <laughs> but, we, yeah, no, the reason why the club went downhill is because they didn't go downhill, actually, did they? They just, they, it went a bit stale. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it, from the way that I looked at it, is that we started the season okay. We kept yeah, the unbeaten run that. going for a few games. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you say, it just went a bit stale. And then by the time, what, Christmas had come round, maybe just yeah. before then, we'd had enough. Yeah. Um, and, and it was just, it was just gone. I mean, it's, it's interesting because we, we have, we have waited for somebody to actually say exactly the way that we feel about it. You know, because obviously, you know, like if I was employed by somebody or, you know, I wouldn't necessarily go and slag a manager off or no, somebody off that could potentially give me a job in the, again in the future. But... At the same time, you're all, everyone's human and it's just a simple case of, well, if you don't get it, you don't get it. Well, I want to I I say, I call him a fucking asshole. And it, it, only to me, he was. His sessions and his demand for his work rate and the winning were, were there. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to say you were a shit manager and a shit coach. That's no. not what I'm saying. I'm saying... I call him a fucking bastard because it was to me. 
Don't backtrack now. No, no, it weren't. It weren't. No, but it weren't to the squad. It, it, it acted like that to me. So therefore, he didn't earn my respect, and he weren't going to get anything from me. So sometimes some managers that's how they work, and it works for them, and it don't. And it didn't work in Northampton. It didn't work for me, and I let my feelings known on the training ground. Um, I never fucked about, but I'd be angry. So if you've got an angry Ryan Cresswell running around and you play a ball into a striker, it's not a nice place. <laughs> and I'm not trying to smash my mate, I'm just angry at you because of what you've... You're asking me every morning, am I leaving, am I leaving, am I leaving, am I leaving, we found the club, are you good? We can't give you anything to leave. And da, 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 da. Like, Fuck off, stop asking me. Like, yeah. And that's where I lost my respect for him. What about you, Jason? Were you, were you, what were your sort of feelings at that time? Was it, was it the same thing? Were you told that there's no place for you? Yeah, I, I was obviously a similar situation to Crazy. I got told the same, obviously, you're not part of the plans kind of thing. You're, you're free to leave. But like Ryan said, obviously, if you've got a contract and you, you want to, obviously, you, you, you can then afford to pick and choose sort of where your <laughs> next move is going to be. You don't want to be forced out the door kind of thing. And you need that move to be right for you kind of thing. And to be honest, obviously, we didn't get treated the best as in there was people like who we didn't want and they'd just be made to run kind of thing. And there was just little things. Do you, do you know what I mean? There, there was just little things that obviously as a person, I wouldn't, I expect to be treated how I'd treat someone kind of thing. And that sort of just went against my values type, type of thing. So it was a bit frustrating, but you know, it, it's football, obviously new managers come in and they have their own thoughts and, Ways they want to play, players they favour, players they like, dislike. It's it's just part and parcel of football, really. So, I didn't hold a grudge in that sense. Is you know, we, we just get on with it as players. It's the it's a merry-go-round, isn't it? The football pyramid kind of thing. Like, did did either of you actually get told why you weren't going to feature in the plans? Was it a case of high division? I mean, you both played in that division yeah. before, hadn't you? So, I mean, he really, told me. He told me that he wanted to use my wages elsewhere on another player, which is fair enough. But I've earned the right. I've earned the right to keep my wages at this club because of what we did. Not what I did last year. What I've done for the last two years for the club. Like for for someone to come in in his first week and his first second day or whatever he was and said to me, "Look, you're not wanted. You're not in my plans. I need to free your wages up to sign someone else." That is my problem. Like. You're telling me that before you've even seen me train. I didn't miss a day of pre-season that season, that, that pre-season. But like Jay said, I were running. The, like I were running. After the session had finished, we'd all be doing a cool down and you'd all be like blowing. And then the fitness coach would go, they'd go, Ryan, I'm sorry. He's asked me to take you uh, for 20 minutes. Now, if that were Chris that had said that, not that it, it would have put, done this to me, but... I would have just done it. It wouldn't have been a problem. But because he'd already said to me, I need your wages, I need you to leave, and I need you to find a club. And then he wants me to go and run on my own with a fitness coach after being at the club for a week. Hold on a minute. Fuck it. Old belt. Do you not think, though, Re that's where, obviously, I don't think, obviously, with Chris, Nilla, all them, they wouldn't have, you wouldn't have got that, like, been treated that way kind of thing. I think they would have had a, a man and a, a man, man to man conversation with you, and just said, "Listen, you don't feature in my plans. Like, obviously, you're free to leave. Like, that. just crack on. Do you know what I mean? Crack on with your bits, and obviously try and sort yourself out." I would have took that if he'd have, if he'd have pulled me and said, "Nothing against you, um, but you don't feature in my plans. Listen, stay here as long as you need to stay. Get fit, but be actively looking for another club. Um, if you need any help, give, just come to me, and I'll see what I can." I would have like respected his decision more than him just telling me he needs my wages for someone else. I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm happy to be corrected on this, but if it almost sounds like it's it's bullying in a way, if that happened in a call centre, that's it's almost like forcing you out. It's by bullying you to sort of say it, demoralise you to the point where you just go, do you know what? Yeah. I'll hammer noticing. I, I know that's not the same in football. You don't hand your noticing, but that, that's what it kind of sounds like. I mean, feel free to tell me that I'm talking shit, but... 
Well, what I'm going to say to you is the football dressing room, what goes off in that dressing room could not happen in any other line of work anywhere in the world. And I mean, yeah, I see that you see it as bullying, but I bullied Nicky Adams, John Joe O'Toole. J-Bo bullied Adam. <laughs> and Rico bullied me and J-Bo. And Joe Byron would be the silent assassin in the corner that would whisper something. And then, do you know what I mean? So I get the bully inside, but we all, we all, it's part and parcel of, 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 of what it is. It never crosses the line yeah, like yeah. that. So you have, a, you have a respect. But the way that I was dealt with, I wouldn't, I didn't, I wouldn't class it as bullying. I just class it as a disrespect. And I didn't like it. And I made my feelings known. And that's why it is what it is. Now, I don't like Jay. I ain't got a grudge because at the time, I'm a big believer in, I made the right decision at that time. Now, I wouldn't have left Northampton if the decision to leave wasn't right for me. I didn't leave because someone told me I had to. So, do you know what I mean? I, I never felt bullied in any sense. I just felt disrespected. Fair I think um, Joe, Joe Byram, he, he, we had him on, didn't we, the other week, and he said that he was frozen out completely. And as fans, we, we could... <laughs> We were, at the time, we were all saying, why is Joel not getting a game? This is ridiculous. And then when he eventually decided to play him, he, he lobbed him in centre midfield on his own away at Peterborough. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, and, and that's, that, you know, that's, that links into what you guys are saying, I guess. It's just about how you treat people and stuff. I mean, he wasn't coming out from the cold, no match fitness or anything like that. Away at Peterborough, local rivals and stuff. He stood no chance. So, um, and then from then on... He threw him on the bus. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he did. But and, and do you think when he when he... Or when a manager does that sort of thing, they know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> of course they do. Oh, you want Joel to play, do you? I'll play him. I'll play my way at Peterborough, toughest game of the season, on his own in middle of the park. Let him get run over at Topper, let him not get nowhere near anybody and not put a tackle in. Yeah. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? But, I don't know. But it's, every man, this isn't just, this isn't just that manager. This is, Every manager, you know what I mean, in their own way, does makes them decisions and does that. And I'm no stranger to it. Jabo's no stranger to it. And Joel certainly won't, won't be no stranger to it. So you accept it and move on, but it don't mean it's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, look, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get it finishing on a on a crappy low point at all. No, so no. Let's no. bring it, let's bring it a little bit back. So what's actually happened? Like Jason's at, at Barrow, waiting to find out whether he's getting promoted again for the fifth time. What are you doing at the moment, Cressy? Are you still play, still playing, aren't you? I am. Um, I won at Bradford Park Avenue last season um, in the Conference North. Like I said earlier, I've got a, a 10-month-old daughter and uh, at Eastley I had a prolapse disc in my neck. The thought I brought my neck, got rushed to hospital, uh, etc. And it scared me, if I'm being honest. Um, Don't blame you. <laughs> uh, it, it, and... After discussion with my wife and family, I thought, I'm going to try part-time just so I'm not, the workload's not as much. And, and, uh, and on, it, it, it hadn't worked. The non-league scene for me, it hadn't worked. So I am, and it pains me to say it, I'm actively looking for a job for the first time since leaving school. Um, and I am going to play part-time this season. I'm going to give it a go because the love for the game don't go. So, um, when the season's up and running again, I'm going to see, see, uh, see what's what. I, um, and, and, and I will sign somewhere and play somewhere and just, and just take it from there. But, if I get any, if my neck, because it happened three times, so, if, if my neck goes again, I think I've got to make, make a serious decision. If I get through the season unscathed, fantastic, and I'll go again. Um, but I'm at, I'm at a bit of a crossroads uh, at the minute uh, as to as to what to do for the start of next season. So you it. say you're looking for a job. Is that in football or are you are you wanting uh, to get out of it? I don't want to get out of it. I don't want to. I'll have connections. I've been asked. I've been asked uh, from a non-league club to go and be a player coach. Um, so that's an option, and I maybe speak. To, I'm, I'm supposed to be playing golf tomorrow, but I'm going to go and speak to them. I think at lunchtime instead. I think it's more important. 
Plus, he's pissing it down in Rotherham. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think that might be something some good, maybe. Uh, play a coach. But as for a job, I'm in a position of uh, uh, coming to terms with not being a full-time professional footballer and, 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 and finding my feet in the, the real world. Uh, we did have a couple of questions on Twitter, actually. Uh, first one was from Ricky Holmes. You're pleased to know. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jason, he wants to know, uh, was it ever hard juggling being manager of Burnley as well as kicking it into the stands <laughs> for the cobblers? Look at Pete Wicks, uh, Charlie, come from there. Oh, no. How are you doing, Pete Wicks? Uh, Pete Wicks. Uh, <laughs> made, made for life, anyhow, that lad. Made for life. Uh, there was another one from Nicky Adams as well. Um, he wants us to ask you... <laughs> Asked you about when you tried to fight him in the molten changing rooms and you got manhandled. Uh, I was there. Stay there, stay there, boy, right now, he says, sliding across the wall. Yeah, Jay, <laughs> down like that. Stay there. <laughs> <laughs> we used to bully Adams every day, then we did. The Remember things we did to him. Naked, that we stripped, we, yeah, we stripped him naked on the training grounds. We did things to Adams that he's bullying. You won't get away with in another job. But we knew that he had that mentality that he didn't give a fuck what we did to him because he did it. He did it to us. Just a quick one. Just a quick one before before we finish. You got notes, sir. So my birthday at the club, on it. My birthday training. And when it's your birthday, you have to take uh, cakes in. So me being like lad, I am. I'm thinking I'm going to take the best cakes in for the lads. I'm not just going to go to uh, get these. Donuts, Krispy Kremes, and take a box of them in. No, no, no. I've gone and got like caterpillar cake, uh, eclairs, like you know, like cream buns. Anyway, so I've gone in, tricked the lads. I'm like, listen, nobody has the caterpillar cake, that is mine. So I've hid it behind my wash bag, left it there. We've gone out to training and come back, and all the lads are going, oh, starving. We're starving. Is dinner ready yet? I'm thinking, I don't know. I'm like totally oblivious to it. And uh, they've all started eating the cakes. So I thought, fuck it. So I grabbed all of my cake box, unopened, fantastic, fucking bosh. Took a bite out of my cake, and I'm eating it, and all the lads are <laughs> laughing, gipping. Nicky Adams is only shit underneath the caterpillar cake. <laughs> Put the cake on top, close the box. <laughs> and with that, they were gone. Mic drop moment. Finished. Off they disappeared. Now, if you'd like to go and watch the full chat with that we had with Jaybo and Cressa, then you can do. It's on our Patreon. So go and have a look at cobblerstome.com and then go to the Patreon. I think it's actually under uh, supporters and then Patreon. Uh, all the information is there. And sign up uh, from as little as $2 a month. That's about £1.50 a month. And you'll get access to actually go and see the conversation that we've just had um, and any of the other conversations that we've had as well that we've done via Zoom. Thank you very much for listening. It's All Cobblers to Me is a Vibrant Sound Media production. We'll see you all next week. Bye, Ash. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.